Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone. This is the Life Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jan Jaffe, and I'm your host. Today we're discussing role attachment in relationship to self-identity and how an unexpected redefinition of one's life role can create upheavals in one's self-esteem and entire sense of self. I'm delighted to be joined by my brilliant team, Sharissa Sebastian, and return guest host, Lisa Kaplan. Today's show is entitled, How to Navigate Major and Devastating Life Transitions Without Losing Your Identity. Welcome to Think Tank. Throughout our lifetimes, we wear our roles like warm down Gore-Tex coats against the coldest and wettest of weather. The coats keep us warm, protected, and safe. We know who we are, and these coats protect us, maintaining our body warmth so that we can go about our lives safely and in the way we normally do without having to to become someone else and go into survival mode just in order to stay warm, in order to survive. And like the down coat, that is what roles do for us. In this episode of Think Tank, we discuss how our identity is closely aligned with our primary role in life and our sense of loss and confusion when that role and purpose in life is suddenly taken away. Sharissa Sebastian, please tell our listening audience a little about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Jen. And by the way, I love that analogy with the coats. So true. That's beautiful. (laughs) Um, So I'm Sharissa Sebastian, and I'm a career success coach for Ambitious Women, and I'm also a speaker and author and contributor to Forbes and the Huffington Post, and I also co-own a business called Stop, Smile, Breathe Women's Retreats, and if you'd like to find out more about me and what I do, you can check out my website at sharissasebastian.com. Thanks so much, Jan. Thank you, Sharissa. And now, Lisa Kaplan, please introduce yourself. Uh, thanks, Jan. I'm Lisa Kaplan. I, my business is Smart Women Inspired Lives. I'm a women's empowerment coach. I'm, uh, I have a master's and a doctorate in psychology, and I'm also a certified professional life coach. And I help women figure out what's missing and how to, how to fulfill their lives in the best way possible. Thank you, Lisa. And now I wanted to invite our listening audience to join us with any comments or questions. We love your contributions. So the number here is 646-716-9397. In our lifetimes, we experience many roles. The majority of us are privileged to begin our lives as children in a family where we know our place, 
our role as a child, perhaps among other siblings, and we know where we are in the pecking order. We go to school, we're students, and we discover our role there as well. As we grow up, we find, create, adapt, and add other roles for ourselves as we mature. How do these roles and this role attachment affect our sense of identity as we go along in life? Who'd like to start with this? Uh, I'll be glad to. Um, I think, you know, you're bringing up so many great points, and I also love the the coat analogy of, um, you know, putting that coat on as far as our roles go. It's when we have defined roles, we feel safer, and we ca- it really kind of sets the limits up in our life. Um, and then when the role changes or goes away or it's a, it varies in some way, it's it's like walking outside. I'm in Chicago and without a coat, and it's cold and it's uncomfortable. And um, and especially so many of us define our roles so almost strictly for our whole lives as if we're going to stay in that one role for our whole life, and that's often unlikely to be the case. So there's a lot of anxiety that comes when the role changes. Absolutely. And um, I know this sounds very strange, but I just had a a sense of a picture of a piece of celery. I know this is very weird, but it's it's (laughs) as though this piece of celery has always Maybe it's because I put up some some soup this morning, some chicken soup. But, you know, it's as though this piece of celery always defined itself as being part of chicken soup. And all of a sudden, it's finding itself without a a pot of chicken soup to be a part of. And now it no longer knows who it is or where where it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be in, in, in life. It has no idea. Well, what else am I supposed to be if I'm not in chicken soup? So, um that sense of confusion. Uh-huh, exactly. And I think, too, when we're, our role is so defined, we can't picture being celery with peanut butter. We can only picture <laughs> being celery in soup, <laughs> going along with the analogy. But, we, you know, we don't even have a vision of what that other possibility might be because we've been so entrenched in the, the picture we already have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that narrow definition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That absolutely. Sharissa, I'm curious to to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so one of the one of the things that came to mind when we think about this is that you know, as we transition like you talked about Jan, from the time we we're little, you know, we have these roles and we just kind of transition from one to another. And a lot of times it's just, we just kind of morph, you know, from one thing to the next. And I think it gets a little more challenging or maybe a lot more challenging when we're in the adult phase of our lives because there's so many years that we, we can, you know, really identify with a certain role. Whereas, like, when we're younger, we know there's kind of this natural progression from, okay, so I'm a child or I'm a student, and then from here the next step is, okay, I'm going to be transitioning. So it's almost like this path that's defined. And, of course, where there's, it becomes a little more challenging is when, you have uh, you step into a role that is maybe defined for you by whoever mm-hmm. you know by the, your upbringing or your family or society or whatever it is like you go into this role where you think you should be and then it just doesn't feel right but like that blanket analogy or the the code analogy as well um over time because you're just so used to being in that it still becomes this like level of protection or like even if you're not completely aligned with that role you still you know get a sense of purpose out of that and i think that's also a big part of 
this role identification is that we tend to, when we're in those roles, we tend to get our sense of purpose um, from those roles. So it becomes very difficult if we don't see the next step, if it's not a natural progression and we don't consciously say, okay, so I know that after a while, um, you know, I'm going to have to prepare for that next role or it's coming and all of that. If we are so identified and focused in this role and that's kind of all we know um, and we get such a strong sense of purpose from it, that that's where, um, that's where it becomes really difficult, uh, difficult when that kind of goes away. Absolutely. Great point, the sense of purpose from our roles and the role that's, that's assigned to us and, and then also the, the sense of anxiety that goes, that goes along with the ch- when we have more choice um, yeah. in, in choosing our, you know, as we get older. So there is that, that kind of anxiety, and then some of us um, tend to stick to our roles because it is safer, like the coat. Um, it, it, we don't have, you know, we don't step outside of what we know. But I loved how you you pointed out that our purpose is aligned with with our with the, with these roles that we have, of this identity, and it it defines who we are and our purpose in life, and gives us this sense of grounding. Mm-hmm. And and I I love that. Um, any anything else anybody wants to add to this? No, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, so now that we have a clear understanding of just how strong an influence role attachment has on our sense of identity or our who am I, okay? Um, so, you know, the road in life is not always or often straight ahead. Life can throw us some mighty curveballs. And speaking personally, I had a very successful international opera and concert career and was one of the leading upcoming talents on the scene. Traumatic brain injury not only cut short my career and drastically altered my life, it devastated me in that I was lost without my sense of identity or purpose, my sense of who I was without being an opera singer. It was who I was, what I was all about, what I lived and breathed. I had no idea whatsoever who Jan the woman was. I was completely lost. This is the result of a loss of identity in connection to role attachment, exactly what we're talking about. So let's talk about role attachment and how loss of career, job loss, family loss, disability, partner loss, etc., limb loss, you know, I mean, there's, it, can, it can range from, you know, being a caretaker to something incredibly devastating. Um, it, it can have such a profound and devastating effect on one's identity and sense of self. So let's talk about this. Who would like to go first? Um, well, your your story is so um, so profound, and I think for many people, it, you know, it, even if it's less dramatic, it feels that dramatic to them. It feels that much of a loss of who am I as a person if I've always defined myself as an opera singer or a mother or, a, you know, an employee or however you've defined yourself. And so I think um, when all our eggs or our emotional eggs are in that definition, which is pretty normal, by the way, um, mm-hmm. of course the loss is crushing it's it's completely understandable that it would be 
you know, so heart-wrenching and such a redefinition of who we are. And I'm, I, I wonder, too, if, you know, as a society, we set ourselves up for those losses in some ways by making, uh, you know, the role so important versus the feelings that come from the role. So maybe as an opera singer, some of the emotions that you got from that are, you know, the pride in your skill, um, the connection with other entertainers, um, you know, excitement, thrill, all those things that could come with it. So would, could we find other ways to get those same feelings in a different situation or a different role, for lack of a better word? Hmm. I know for me, just my, and I, it's, it's different for every person. My, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I don't want to, you know, talk about my whole experience, but I'm just saying, just because this 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 is uh, this relates to our topic for me this was about how my role in life and excellence and and achievement was always my purpose in life basically defined perhaps by my parents whatever so it originally it was all about academics um i never had an opportunity to investigate Jan the person. It was always about my achievements, and it wasn't about my feelings about my achievements. It was about that was my value, was my achievements. And so then when um, when I, I went into music and it was classical music, it was also about excellence, excellence, and about the art. And it was not about accolades and any... It was about being always working toward perfection but it was about it's not not a finite art and that's that's the beauty of the art you're always working towards excellence and it's about um it's about process it, you know if i say process orientation you'll know what i'm talking about lisa yeah, but it absolutely. really was and it was such pleasure from that so losing that i was lost in that i had never identified I had never known who I was as a person without I don't want to say that crutch but that purpose of of providing uh something providing a uh something uh, an an excellence a, a something you know a, a jan has to provide something to be worth worthy of something and I know that sounds a little not pathetic but it was in a sense a gift for me to finally be able to look into myself and to discover who I was without um, without the other, shall we say, if it, um, to finally be able to get to know myself and to get to know my own value. Um, and... In in so doing, I mean, it was you have to go through when you when you um, and we'll get into this in the next. I probably shouldn't go into this now because the process that you go through, um, it's not like it, it's not like oh gee okay now I'm going to go into the next step, and and transform. No, there is a process, but um, there is. Um, it does it can it does have a profound and devastating effect on who you are when yeah. this is how you identify yourself if this is t- 
totally how you identify yourself at your core. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you can be completely lost. So yeah, that was absolutely. my experience. I mean, yeah. if you're an athlete, if you're an athlete and you lose a limb, um, we've heard about there was an athlete in the um, in the Olympics who early in in he was supposed to do very very well and. Early in the trials, he had a horrible, horrible accident where he broke a leg badly, and whether he would ever be able to compete again, I mean, it was it was devastating. So, um, I mean, that's the sort of thing that changes a person's life in a moment and something they've worked at. Um, but this this sort of thing happens to people, I hate to say it, but every day. Yeah, it does. So... Absolutely, yeah. and some more dramatically, you know, obviously that your situation and the Olympic athlete, but I think even, you know, someone who retires or whose kids leave home or they get divorced or, you know, there's even, mm-hmm. I don't want to say smaller, but but less dramatic versions of it, but I think the pain that people people feel is similar. Absolutely. It may not seem as traumatic or devastating to other people, but it may be absolutely just as comparable because this may be completely how they define themselves, and without it, they may be just as lost. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and yeah. so uh, it's not fair to compare because what may seem, you know, trivial to one person in comparison to something else may seem totally overwhelming to the person going right. through it. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. And I think yeah. also part of that is like how how much you identify. And this is so much below the surface; you'll never know. Like so, some people will associate a deeper sense of purpose and like a, a deeper connection to that particular role than others than others may. So it's it's really difficult to you know to to gauge. Everyone's going to be going to be so different with that. And it's, it is like a grieving process, you know, especially when it's not mm-hmm. anticipated. Where you can't really you know you don't prepare for it. Um, you go through this really strong emotional, um, you know, it is like, it's almost like grieving the loss of what you had hoped for in that role, in that previous role. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it is, it is grieving um, a loss of, you know, it's it's grieving a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're mourning. Right. I'm hearing a bit. I'm hearing an echo. I don't know if uh, anybody else is. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. All right. Okay. Um, I just wanted to invite our listeners to call in. With we we love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments or anything, if you just want to say hello, <laughs> the number here is six four six seven one six. Nine three nine seven. Our switchboard is working today, so we would love to hear from you. Um, you know, here on the Life Coach Radio Networks, we're proud to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet, offering customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. 
Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products that include more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audiobook with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Now here are some Audible books related to today's topic. The Art of Being by Eric Fromm. Bringing Stillness into Everyday Life, Teachings to Free Yourself from a Thought-Based Identity, written and narrated by Eckhart Tolle, and The Identity Code, The Eight Essential Questions for Finding Your Purpose and Place in the World, by Larry Ackerman. So don't forget to sign up for a one-month free trial to get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Audible, stories that surround you. And now, back to our show. So I'm curious if, uh, if Sharissa, if you have anything else you'd like to add about how um, how disability and and all of this um, how the, this kind of loss can have a profound and devastating effect on one's identity and self uh, sense of self. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story, Jen, because I think you have such a powerful um, story, and, and I know it was obviously so devastating. And um, you know, I can't even imagine having to go through um, what you had gone through. Uh, but the the way you transitioned into this this new role and kind of redefining and now helping other people and your teaching and coaching and it's just so inspirational. So thank you for sharing it because it's so relevant to what we're talking about um, today. And it, it's so there's so many ways that this can come up for us. Like we talked about, you know, retirement or um, you know being in a, a particular job for a long time where you feel like you you're so kind of entrenched in this role and that's where you get so much of your um, satisfaction or your, you know, your, your joy of contributing and all of that, and then all of a sudden that goes away. Or even being um, a caregiver for a family member, maybe even just you know, raising kids, for example, um, and then kids leave home and, and different things like that. Um, so there's just so many ways that this can, can come about and maybe we go through that process of just like this incredible loss. And then it's like, okay, then what do, you know, what do we do? And a lot of times when we look for that, validation in those roles, we tend to, you know, to, to really feel that loss at a, at a deep level and have this need to kind of fill that void that that role was providing. And, of course, this can also, on the kind of on the extreme side of it, this can be really dangerous. Like we hear about, you know, child stars, for example, who grew up in a certain mm-hmm. role. And then when that goes away, you know, they can turn to, people can turn to, you know, alcohol, drugs, other things to feel, to feel that level or to kind of get some level of satisfaction from life because your identity is so tied in or your life purpose is so tied in to whatever it was that you're doing, and then there's this incredible um, emptiness that can happen as a result of that. So, uh, of course, we don't often do this consciously uh, or necessarily obsess about those roles that we're in, but just the fact that we put so much time, effort, and focus in those areas can create an incredible emptiness in our lives that can be really difficult to fill. Absolutely. Such great points you make, really. Um, it's true. And depending on how we, we get through it and, and I guess the values that we had before, 
um, really helps us get through these mm-hmm. these situations. Some of us have good support systems, but not everybody does. Right. Um, right. And um, or great, you know, if 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 you have a, a great spiritual or faith network, that helps too. But again, not everybody does. So it's it. There's and we'll talk about. We're going to talk about um, how to navigate these situations. So let's 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 actually get into that. You know, people have different reactions to stress and trauma, and research has shown that attitude, mindset, and resilience. Resilience is a really big one for me. I mean, I love to coach resilience. Resilience are key to overcoming a myriad of situations that can either cripple some or enable others to transform into stronger, more evolved individuals. So what are some ways that we can overcome these unexpected and often unwanted transitions so that we can find our way back without staying lost and even grow in the process? Um, Sharissa, do you want to start? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who wants to start? Go ahead. That's okay. No, go ahead, ahead, Sharissa. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, this we, I know we talk so much in our shows about awareness and how you know a lot of it starts with just being aware of the current situation, and that's because it's just it's so much easier to to act and to process and all of that when we start with that sense of awareness and knowing um, and being kind of tuned in with what's going on and what's making us feel the way that we do. So if we we start to feel this incredible you know sense of loss or the, going through that grieving process, just to be able to be aware of it and to acknowledge that that's where you are and be okay with that. Because like we talked about um, earlier, it, it can be extremely traumatic. It doesn't matter how big or small you, you know, um, people may perceive the, the role transition to be. Um, it can be extremely traumatic for, for anyone to go through. So allowing your, yourself the space and realizing that that's, that is just where you are in this moment. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to just flip a switch and say, okay, what now? Let's move forward. Um, but allowing your sp- yourself to be in a space of awareness. And then once we realize that, you know, that we are there and something is not right and we just don't feel as good as we did before, we can make that decision to to figure out, okay, what do we, you know, what do we want to do? And you can ask some questions like, what meaning did I give, or what, am, what meaning am I giving to the loss of this role? Um, and maybe that can be, you know, I don't feel valued outside of whatever role I was playing, or I don't know what to do now that I'm no longer, you know, in that role. I'm no longer maybe, um, you know, that stay-at-home mom. Maybe my kids have, have now left and gone off to college, and, you know, I feel that sense of, like, loss and, and almost hopelessness. Like, what, am I, what do I do now? And then from that point, you can start to get clarity on those things that are really important to you. I think you mentioned this, Jan, about your values, you know. Go back to thinking mm-hmm. about what is it that's really, that's really important to me. What are those things that uh, or how do you, how are you valuing yourself outside of any role that you play regardless of what you decide to do next you know where, what are those things that are truly important to you and, and also what makes you special and unique you know what are those things that are just that make you really come alive and, and those areas that you really excel at those things that you love to do and how can you use your experience and your skills uh, from maybe a previous role to do something new that you um, enjoy. And I think, again, your story is such a great example of this, Jen. Um, and the other thing is, what do others, uh, another way to look at it is, what do others admire in you? So this can also take you out of the, you know, that mindset of just 
being in that role. So there's so many, obviously, each of us has so much to bring to the table outside of just a specific role that we're in. And a lot of times it helps to get a different perspective um, and to say, what, what do other people admire about me? Or maybe even what am I, um, you know, the go-to person for, independent of whatever role uh, that I'm in, to give you a, a different perspective on what makes you so unique, so valuable. It doesn't just mean that, um, you know, as, um, and I, I use the example of a, of a mom just because I can identify with it. You know, outside of being a mom, there's so much more uh, to that person. And I love that you brought up the support system, Jen, because obviously that's a huge it has a huge part to play in it, um, and of course your your faith and spirituality as well, because you can then, you know, you can choose to define yourself um, in a, on a different level. And actually, this, this is nothing that happened to me. When I first started my business, I had a, a coach who asked me, you know, he, one of our first sessions, he said, "Who is Sharissa?" And I immediately said, "Oh, I'm a mom, and this is the work that I do, and then this is my business." And he said, "No, that's not what I'm asking." <laughs> like um well you know I don't really know and then in that week he kind of guided me through um through how do you you know kind of tap into really who you are outside of just uh the role that you play and for me um just my my personal journey um I you know it was it's more of a spiritual part so for me it was how does God see me you know how does God view me and I had to get really clear on those truths and that that became that was like a total mind shift for me um, so regardless of how you get your support, whether that's spiritually or whether you have, um, you know, a support system, that can be really helpful when you're going through this to help you not only get perspective but also to kind of get clarity around what is that, you know, wh- how, how do you navigate that space and then also what's, what's next. Um, and then the other thing is that there are some role transitions that you can start to prepare for. Um, so for like retirement, for example, or if you know your kids are going off to college, or there's certain things that you can kind of anticipate, and you can start to um, ask yourself these questions and prepare ahead of time, so that it's not uh, you don't you know you don't experience this incredible void kind of all of a sudden, um, and you just uh, it becomes so much more difficult at, at that time to figure out. And then look look for things that are exciting to you, you know, that uh, you would be able to to do or transition into. <laughs> Um, that really folds you and makes you feel uh, more joyful. And, of course, part of that journey is really getting to the core of who you are and, and what's important um, to you. So, And the other question you can ask is, if I didn't have – if you feel like you may be in a role where you can't even imagine not being in that role anymore, um, and another kind of simple question to ask is, if I didn't have this, what does that mean? What meaning am I giving this role? Or even what would I do without this? And it's not to – you know, it's not to panic about, oh, if this goes away, what in the world am I going to do? But it's just more to get that. It's a little bit of introspection to see, okay, what is really going on in my mind? How much am I tying my identity to this particular role? Wow. Excellent, yeah. excellent points. And one of the things that you said, aside from all of the wonderful stuff about how to prepare, too, um, was one of the points that um, I that I I discovered, and one of the huge gifts, and I think it's 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 one of the hardest things, but it's also one of the gifts if you can if you can see it that way, and if you can create this for yourself, is what you said your your coach um, asked of you, and it's basically when your your role attachment and your sense of identity is gone. You're stripped of all else, and then you mm-hmm. discover, who am I without all of this? Who am I at my core? And then you find out who you really are, what makes up who you are. 
you know, um, am I compassionate? Am I a loving soul? Am I, am I strong? Am I vivacious? Am I this? Am I? What is it about me that's always there, without right. anything else? What is it that makes me me? That is not part of a role. Who am I? Not my role. And that was, I know, for me, the greatest gift, actually, to find out finally who I am. And um, I know for me, um, because awareness was very difficult, because with traumatic brain injury, I mean, I lost language totally for six weeks. I couldn't communicate and it was months before I could even walk with the aid of a walker. So it was, a, it was I mean, I had, <laughs> I had a lot of challenges. Um, so awareness was, was challenging. And, um, but it's, it's definitely, you have to, when you go through any kind of a loss, you have to, just, just like a death, you have to allow yourself to mourn. You really do. Because if you pretend that it's no big deal, you're going to stay stuck in negative feelings, you're going to stay stuck in anger, you're going to stay stuck in lack, you're not going to be able to see possibilities, you're not going to be able to, I mean, I tend to be the sort of person, because of having been a performer, I previously had been a ballet dancer on point, so I was always the sort of person that always, you know, especially with singing, you you just, you always, you, you couldn't not perform. Um, you had to be healthy, you had to perform. Um, so I was so used to always you know, being almost superwoman. And so whatever you did, you always dust, your, dust, you would dust yourself off and pick yourself up. And I was, here I was trying to do this, and I wasn't even aware of what, just how bad my you know, physical shape I was in. But um, it, it was... You know these these situations definitely make us grow over time, um, and it's it's you know there there are gifts if we can you know as we take we just put one foot in front of the other, and we just see okay what can I do next what can I do next what can I do next and when it, when things are really that devastating and that major. Um, especially if we are unclear mentally, um, then as, as I was, I was pretty foggy. Um, then it's just a matter of what, what's, what's next. What? Okay, how do I brush my? T- I mean, I didn't know how. I had to relearn how to brush my teeth, shower, and I didn't have any help, so I didn't have a support system. So I had to do all this basically on my own and it was basically one foot in front of the other um and it it does give you over time you realize i'm a survivor and it gives you a sense of a kind of a soft resilience um not this steely edged strength but this this I had this enormous gratitude, too, that I was able to continue on and see more and more gifts and get to know who I am uh, without the role defining me. 
and realize that I had value in myself without the roles. And, you know, over time to be able to sing again and, you know, maybe not have the career that I was intended to have, but, you know, maybe and and do something else and help people in other ways and maybe be a much more transformed and rounded individual than I would ever have been previously. So here I'm I'm talking way more than I generally do. So um Lisa, I would love to hear what you have to say. Well, and, and tying into really what you're talking about that um you know down the road somewhere is this hope, you know, there's a sparkle of hope somewhere and you know for anyone going through a big transition if if you if you can start with the belief that somewhere down here you know, somewhere through this, there's there's good and things will improve or, you know, I might even find some new avenue or benefit from it. It's so helpful because if you just think, oh, my gosh, it's over, that's it, and you don't think there's anything else to move forward for, it, people can really get depressed and, and stuck in that depressed state. Um, so I think your your concept of today I'm going to take one step or I'm going to brush my teeth or, you know, <laughs> that seem little to, to most of us. They were not little to you. They were huge, and those accomplishments led to you doing more and getting making more accomplishments. So I think that's one big piece of it. The other thing is, um, you know, and Sharissa was saying this about you know preparing for inevitable changes in roles of maybe um, you know thinking about since there will be some transitions coming up and changes in, changing roles in my life. What are some other things that I would want to be interested in? You know, in other words, how can I not put all of my eggs in one basket and, you know, have options and alternatives throughout my life, you know, of other things that I like to do. Maybe I like to entertain, but maybe I also like to, you know, read or connect or whatever it is um, and finding other things that we love. I, I work with a lot of women who are transitioning into empty nesters and, the ones who really didn't have anything that was for them, you know, even if it was a hobby or something for them, those are the ones that are really struggling versus the, the women who really had set up some a life purpose of their own outside of their children. They seem mm-hmm. to be transitioning better. So I think that ability to, you know, have alternatives and options in your life makes makes it easier to do this. Right. It's almost like they never gave themselves the gift of figuring out who they were or what they wanted. Right. Yes. And yes, right, and they oh, the family, yeah. Right, yeah. and always really answering other people's expect or fulfilling other people's expectations of the role that's been defined for them. Right. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, mothers opera singers, any of us that mm-hmm. um, could really say there's more to me than just this. There's more to me than mm-hmm. um, just being an opera singer or just a mom. Not that those are just things at all because they're mm. important, fabulous things. But there's something deeper and there's more to all of us than that. And that awareness, I think, helps us move through these transition and changing roles. Absolutely. And in a way, it is I know this sounds really corny, but it's such a gift 
to be able to investigate that. Most of us don't have the time. Right. Or we right. don't even have the, the inkling to do that because yeah. our roles are so defined and so demanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and that's where, you know, and then all of a sudden that role's gone and we feel like we have nothing to look forward to. Um, so mm-hmm. even just the thought process of, you know, my husband and I are heading towards empty nesthood. We've got about a year and a half to go. And we've tried to talk, you know, what are some things we might want to do when our nest is empty? You know, just to look ahead and and think about that, you know, a new part of our life, a new phase in our life. And I think that looking ahead and what else is there, those are good questions to ask. Even if we absolutely love every moment of the role we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The planning ahead is so important. It really is. I mean, you can't always plan ahead for some kind of unexpected, devastating uh, event. Um, but um, but there are, obviously, there are transitions in life. And um, planning ahead for them is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And one of the things that, as Lisa was talking, the other thing that I just thought about is that, and I've heard so many people say this, when they spend so much time, so you know, so many years in a specific role, and in a specific in the space of uh, career, which is what I where I work anyway. But um, a lot of people identify so much with that role that when they transition, whether it's voluntary or not they feel like it's wasted. It's like, you know, I've spent all of this time, I'm not going to, you know, I, I may not ever use that or I just wasted away that time. But really, when you think about it in, um, in a kind of bigger picture, nothing is really wasted. There's so many skills, there's so many, like, transferable skills or lessons that you've learned or people that you've touched in those places. There's so many, so much growth that you experience that even though it might not be a direct link between the role that you're in and where you're going next, there's still so much that you're bringing, you know, that you've learned and um, that you're bringing with you that's going to contribute to the next thing um, that you're doing, no matter mm-hmm. how closely linked um, mm-hmm. it is. So just, like, yeah. having that perspective of just because you're transitioning into something um, and maybe even you want to try something different, um, to think about it in terms of just that it's, it's, not, it's not like, you know, everything was wasted. Everything that came before was wasted. It's all leading up and building into what's going to come next. Absolutely. And, you know, there's sometimes, I mean, let's just face it, there's, we get so stuck. Uh, I don't want to say stuck in a rut, but we get stuck in our, in our limiting beliefs about ourselves and our definitions of who we are. And there's a lot of fear about looking foolish, about making a change. Can we try something new? Can we be something slightly different? Um, and so that, you know, can we stretch ourselves, especially when we get older? Can we, can we take that art class? Can we, can we try this new sport? Can we, you know, try this, this new thing? Will we feel foolish? Um, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear around change. So that's part of it. Sometimes, you know, I was forced <laughs> into it. And, um, you know, there, there, I had one of the hugest gifts for me. I mean, what a tremendous gift was I was somebody who never was even able to draw a stick figure. I ended up, after the, these traumatic brain injuries, I had two of them, two severe traumatic brain injuries, and then a car accident, which also 
uh, resulted in a minor brain injury, my poor brain. But anyway, I ended up uh, painting and becoming a portrait sketch artist. So whatever it did to my brain, it shook something up, and now I, I, I'm something of an artist, whereas before I couldn't even draw a stick figure. So to me, that is a tremendous gift, a gift I would never have had had I not experienced these uh, traumatic brain injuries. So, you know, there, you know, maybe I'm a little bit of a Pollyanna, but there, there really is uh, a silver lining. There is always an opportunity in something. If you sit in loss and you sit in poor me, you're going to be sitting on a street corner um, mourning loss instead of realizing, oh, my God, maybe a big gift just fell from the sky and I, this was supposed to happen. So, um, you know, that, that's, how you, you, that's how we move ahead in life. That's how transformation happens. And sometimes it's something huge that happens and gives us a tremendous kick in the butt. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, um, and that's, you know, we have different, we have a choice in life in looking at things in different ways. And it's not, you know, some people may choose to see this as, oh, you know, you're just, you're just, that's just your, your Pollyanna way of looking at things. No, it's, it's, it's a constructive uh, choice to make. You can either choose to stay in negativity and live in loss and live in, oh, poor me, and never move forward, or see that maybe a big opportunity, uh, another door has opened that, has, that, that you were meant to, to take. So, um, and, and instead yeah, and of looking... Again, it's so much more than that, because you have lived it. I mean, all you have to do is, I mean, the person who might be saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's great to sit and say it's, everything's rosy and it's going to be fine. But you are such a great inspiration and such a great example of that, because all you have to do is look at your life and what you've been able to do. And like you said, that amazing gift that came out of all of that. And so there's, there's evidence to prove that that way of, and your resilience, I mean, there's just so much in that to show that, yes, there was, yes, it was absolutely traumatic, but there is, there is hope, you know, there is the next phase, there is the gifts in all of these situations. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that, by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, I just, I feel like um, I, a prophet, not a prophet, I, I just, I can't find the right word, but I just, I, I just really, I just want to be able to show people and let people understand and really believe that vulnerability is really the pathway to resilience. Um, it, it truly is, um, because if we if we fight it, if we if we put up our guard and and we don't open up and we stay hard and closed, we are going to stay small and scared. And by being open and vulnerable and facing our fears, and you know, it doesn't mean like oh, okay, now I'm strong. No, it's a process. But that is how we become strong and resilient. And, and compassionate and and soft, you know, soft and strong, and and I really believe that because I have lived it, and that's I do believe that's how we transform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm realizing um, I that we are 
just about we're getting close to the top of the hour. I can't believe it. So I really want to thank my very, very talented co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian, and my return guest co-host, Lisa Kaplan, for their insightful participation in today's show. Loss, no matter how big, can open up possibilities if we allow ourselves to first experience what the who am I feels like rather than repressing our feelings and forging forward numbly or in numbness. I'm not sure if there is a word numbly. (laughs) In order to regain our footing, discover other possibilities within ourselves and find passion again in our lives, it is necessary to first face the fear of the unknown in order to experience the joy of self-discovery and growth and gratitude for new opportunities. I'm Jan Jaffe of Forward to Success, and it has been my privilege to have been your host today. I'd love to speak with you, so please contact me with any questions or comments at info at forwardtosuccess.com. I also want to remind our listeners that you're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, lifecoachradionetworks.com. I also host my own solo interview show, In-Depth with Jan Jaffe, on this the Life Coach Radio Network on Wednesdays at 12 noon Eastern. Sharissa, do you have any closing thoughts and contact information you'd like to share? I do. Thanks, Jen. This is actually something that I found. I was looking at um, identity crisis, and as I was doing that, there's a little image that, um, that came up, and this is what it said about that. A journey to discover, an identity crisis is a journey to discover who we are meant to be. So I know we talked a lot about the, the different roles, but um, and I love the way both of you put that in, in that it's an opportunity for us to really tap into and discover who we're really meant to be and get back in touch with what really makes us um, come alive. So having that, you know, that maybe a change in perspective around the meaning that we we give that, and also to give ourselves a space and give ourselves um, the you know the grace to go through that, um, knowing that it's just the beginning of of something else. It's the beginning of the next chapter um so yeah fantastic conversation as always i learned so much um and if anyone would like to um would need some help with their career you can check out uh, my website at com, and on there you will see a link to a free five-minute career audit that's going to help you to uncover your biggest barrier to your career success and i'm also going to give you um some tips on the shortcut to how to take that next step to have the career that you love. So thank you again, ladies. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Oh, thank you, Sharissa. I'm always so delighted to work with you. It's talk about a pleasure and a treat and learning something. Thank you. And now how about you, Lisa? Um, I would also add um, regarding transitions and roles to just uh, keep your mind open throughout life that – uh, those are likely to happen, and when we fight the transition, we, we actually often make it worse. It's like fighting a panic attack. We panic over the panic. Um, so to really try to, when possible, glide into the transitions with an open heart and an open mind to see what possibilities await you on the other end of that um, and if you want some help with that, please feel free to reach out to me. My contact information is lisa at Smart Women Inspired Lives, or you can come onto my website, which is smartwomeninspiredlives.com, where you can uh, sign in and I send out a weekly email with thoughts and discussions 
and I, I'd love to hear from people. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. It has been, as always, such a treat having you with us on the show today, and I sure hope you'll come back uh, as thank guest you. co-host again. I am, you know, I am so fortunate to have the two of you uh, have such great co-hosts on the show. I always learn so, so much. And I just want to say that, you know, going through transitions like this, it really helps you get in touch with who you are and have, it really helps you have gratitude for, for being alive and, and having, and, and for yourself. Self-love and self-awareness and it just, it's, it's, you know, when, when you can get through it and realize that you have made it through and that you have gained something from it, you'll, you'll realize that there is growth and um, there's always something to, to, to gain from, from these experiences. So thank you all. And I want to remind our listeners that for all of the hosts, Contact and bio information is listed in the show description. You can also find me at my website, forwardtosuccess.com. We have some upcoming shows on this, the Life Coach Radio Network, um, at February 8th, 12 p.m., in-depth with Jan Jaffe, Kristen Young, founder of Living the Vows. On February 22nd at 12 p.m., we have another think tank. And on our sister network, the Life Coach Chat Channel, we have coaches Gina Sanisardo and Valerie, I can't see her name, they discuss dream relationships and reality. Oh, and February 3rd, I'm sorry, that's, that was at uh, January 30th at 8 p.m. And then February 3rd at 11 a.m., we have Reality Check, Who's Creating Yours. So huge thanks again to my two wonderful co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian, and today's fabulous guest co-host, Lisa Kaplan, for joining me today and making this show a very, very special one. I'm Jan Jaffe. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.